Welcome to the Veterinary Business Matters Podcast, brought to you by Oculus Insights. Here we will discuss topics related to veterinary business management. From small to large animal, this podcast strives to give you the insight and tools to help you improve your veterinary business. Oculus Insights, supporting businesses where great people want to be. Then I would like to start and welcome you all to the Veterinary Business Matters Podcast. Today, a little bit of a special edition because it's not Mike Pownall presenting, it's me, Joop Lomans from Oculus Insights, who's going to do the presentation. And the presentation will be also very, let's say, clinically focused. And that's also not something that the people who listen to these podcasts are used to. Uh, We will talk about uh, new ways to treat animals. We will talk about orthobiologics. And we've invited uh, Melissa McKee, from McKee Pownall Equine Services in Toronto, the greater Toronto area from Canada. Welcome, uh, Melissa. Good to have Hi, you, uh, thank you on the podcast. Hi. And we have Philippe Benoit, originally from France, but mainly practicing in the United States, in California, although I talk with him uh, from many different parts of the planet. So he's a traveling equine vet. Philippe, welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the podcast. And what we like to uh, to ask the two of you, but let's start with you, Melissa, orthobiologics and regenerative medicine. How do you use them in practice? What do you use in practice? And why does it make a difference for your patients? What is so special about it? Uh, well, to start with, the technologies that we have access to in our practice are platelet-rich plasma. And through the most recent orthobiologic seminars, I learned a little bit more about the characteristics of the PRP that my particular unit produces. And in our case, we do mainly ultrasound-guided intralesional soft tissue injury injections with the PRP. We also, for many, many years, have offered IRAP. And the advantages for that in our practice is it's sort of you can create an on-demand frozen supply uh, injection material for horses. So you don't have to be concerned about withdrawal times necessarily, uh, or for horses that are intolerant to steroids for various reasons. We do seem to have a very high prevalence of EPM in our area. And in some horses, if they receive intraarticular steroids, they have a little bit of flare up of the condition. So we're able to achieve the anti-inflammatory effect without using steroid in the joint. And, uh, also for, post-operative rehabilitation and joint therapies for clients who prefer uh, an effective orthobiologic route compared to the more traditional hyaluronic acid steroid type injections. Uh, We also offer ProStride and it's a little bit more of an expensive uh, offer. So it tends to be used predominantly in the high performance horses where the budget allows. And also when we see strong indications of cartilage injury. We have a a low field standing MRI, so we don't actually image cartilage, but we can certainly draw inferences from the condition of the subchondral bone and the synovium that there is probably uh, some cartilage damage. And we typically recommend ProStride for intraarticular treatment with these cases. Our caseload is just, it's a mixture of high performance English and Western uh, performance horses. We also see a lot of race horses, predominantly standard bred, but also quarter horse and thoroughbred. And I would say that the distribution of use of the orthobiologics is a little bit different depending on uh, the profession of the horse, uh, but we use all three 
uh, in all of those areas. So this is already quite a quite a lecture, Melissa. Thank you very Sorry. much. But it, but no, <laughs> but it but it really shows uh, how complicated it is, at least for my brain. Uh, yes. All the all the options that are out there, Philip, giving all these these options. Can you tell a little bit about the background of the group, the Equine High Performance Sports Group, that started these uh, these summits um, uh, already a few years ago and now online? What's the idea behind it, and how does the group envision the the, the future of this education? Uh, yes, Jups, the, this uh, Equine High Performance Sports Group has been created uh, now four years back, and uh, a great initiative from uh, Mark Pagano from. Uh, Oregon, and then Tim O'Byrne on the East Coast and a few other vets who really wanted to have a bit more of an education format at a high level of what could be done within the human medicine in comparison to equine medicine and vice versa. And the fact of meeting uh, these two, let's say, branch of the sport medicine, we've been able to get to understand that we have the same, let's say, problems, but also outcomes on different cases uh, using, uh, for example, regenerative medicine. So through this group, we developed two things. First, we, we uh, thanks to you, Yup, as well, we de developed this uh, format of education online where people have access to a different series of uh, topics about uh, the use of uh, PRP, IRAP, different regenerative products uh, that uh, Melissa has been going through uh, already there. And there will be more to come. We can also talk about stem cells and the type of stem cell and uh, how stem cells combined to some other regenerative product like PRP or IRAP could be more efficient on the long term, which we have already a lot of studies uh, background. And that's good because we, we now discovered that some horses who could not have any chance to go back to the sport because this is basically what we are looking at at the sport now is they, they, there is a few techniques nowadays that we can offer these horses and human beings to, to go back to a previous level of exercise, which is which is very, very new. I must say, 10 years back, we had no clue that combination of uh, PRP and fat stem cell, for example, could almost regenerate portion of cartilage. Uh, PRP alone could uh, regenerate pieces of tendon. A2M, which is kind of a new molecule, uh, alpha-2 macroglobulin, could have the same effect as uh, some light amount of steroids in a joint. So all these products that we discovered with time and has been as I said, exchange between human and veterinary medicine has been really helpful. The second thing uh, I have to say is, thanks to this format of education, we, we have been able to have access to a bunch of data. And the data collection is the key nowadays. You can have the feeling that the product works great because you tried on yourself or you tried on three or four horses in your practice and you say, oh, that's, that's a good product. But unless you have hundreds of these uh, human beings or animals who have been treated with the same product for the same condition or a similar condition, you end up to know if it's exactly the product that will give us a future. So with data collection, like uh, they have been starting on human beings for maybe seven years, eight years now, we started with this group, uh, data collection for uh, horses. We tried to gather as many cases as possible. We decided to make a database per type of product we use and obviously per type of condition. So the best example is to say, let's try PRP on horses who have a fetlock joint disease. And we try to categorize the disease, how, you know, how bad it is, how much PRP has been helpful, for how long, uh, how many time of the horse had 
before he went back to previous use or 50% of his previous use. And that's exactly the way you, you want to categorize the different product nowadays. Without data collection, we would not be, for most of us, here in this condition uh, with all this, uh, I would say, uh, enhanced performance product. It's fabulous uh, to hear all these stories and you, you start to really become very enthusiastic about how, how horses can go back into the, the level of performance. But the level of evidence is still relatively low. And that's why it's so interesting to also get the human perspective in, in these summits. And Melissa, do you have some examples of knowledge or things that you got out of the previous uh, summit that you took to your practice and, and use on your patients? And the second question would be, what did you learn from the human presenters? I learned so much about PRP. And I was thankful when I listened to the presentation that I had accidentally been using it sort of in the right manner under the right circumstances, but there was so much more to it than I knew. And I was very excited when I heard about this summit coming because there were going to be some human doctors uh, presenting as well. And they have access to so much more controlled data than we do, even down to the basic, is the initial diagnosis correct? And so that was was very, very informative, and it has helped guide my choices for where to apply that treatment. And that would hold for also the IRAP and ProStride, both from the equine practitioners, like Dr. Fortier's descriptions of how she uses IRAP or where she prefers to use certain orthobiologics, also the some of the private practice orthopedic surgeons and the very uh, eminently qualified uh, surgeon from, I believe, California when she was talking about her research too. So there are a lot of examples. And I know you were hoping if we could give tips on how to get the most out of these seminars, I would say take notes. I have a notebook full of notes I was writing down throughout the whole thing. If you wanted to bear with me, I could flip through and give so many examples of really useful information that has helped guide my treatment decisions since then. You don't want to, but I'm happy to post my notes online. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of them. (laughs) Thank you, Melissa. But I think another nice part of the way we provide the education is that it it remains available online for a year. Absolutely. So so you can watch again and you can uh, go back and pick up what you missed the first time. Philippe, if you look at the program for, for the coming year, do you have some highlights? Can you share some things that you're looking forward to? What's the setup for, uh, for, for this coming year? And that's already coming year, I say. It's already October. I know, yes, it's coming up. Uh, there is a few things in uh, the same, let's say, um, track as uh, Melissa just explained. The PRP, we know now, is going to be a, an amazing product. There's different type of PRP. We need to be more effective and more disciplined about the type of PRP we use. Uh, some of these PRP contains uh, red cells, some do not. Some contains white cells, some do not. Uh, we are moving forward to make sure that the PRP we use is kind of pure. That's what we hear from most of the human being results and uh, practice from uh, the human side. And there have been a consensus that we will talk about. There is also a lot to know about uh, how cartilage could repair with, with different uh, molecules coming from the regenerative uh, products, uh, more about growth factors, more about uh, different cartilage repair factors as well. And 
by the end, there's a, a third part of the series, which is super important, which will be about the bone edema and how bone edema can be repaired maybe more easily, either with just uh, factors that we use intraarticularly or uh, intraosseously. So these are things we, we might share in the next um, summit. And I think this will be very interesting because we are dealing with a lot of these uh, problems daily. And um, in my opinion, if we push a little bit these uh, topics, it seems like we might not need to always come back to uh, normal drugs, maybe for, for financial reasons, obviously, but it is possible nowadays to follow up, maintain athletes at a high level without using any other drugs than regenerative products, which I think is the, the, the key for the future. Thank you, Philippe. I think the keynote uh, speaker, Wayne McElrath, will, uh, on the first day, give his idea on whether there is enough evidence to use either corticosteroids or orthobiologics as preventative therapy or preventative medicine. And I think that's a very, very important way to start this, this summit, to really think from a little bit of a more of a distance, like, hey, what are we doing? Does this make the horse better? Is this good for the horse? Is this the way we should apply it? And is the evidence there? So that will be, uh, I think, a very important kickoff moment for uh, the summit. And furthermore, we have a lot of new speakers and new, new contributors to the, to the program from both the human and the, and the veterinary field. We will, as you said, focus a lot again on, on PRP since that's incredibly important. And we will also have um, a full day or, uh, with Sue Dyson as moderator, where we will talk about uh, what is the right application or use of uh, autobiologics in soft tissue injuries. And we will compare uh, human cases with uh, equine cases and have a panel discussion related to, uh, to those cases. Uh, Melissa, if you look back at, at last year, is this, we, we created a kind of library of content and this will be adding to it. Is this something that you also use educationally in your practice for your young colleagues? Is this something that you see as a future education platform for, for new vets? Uh, yes, absolutely. We do frequent rounding within our practice and this has what I was learning during the conference uh, would come up in our case discussions. And also within our practice, we do try and share any continuing education that we do. So often if someone's attended a conference or a lecture, they put together summary notes and share it with the rest of the associates so we can all benefit. I find that I enjoy being a resource to the associates, uh, talking to them about using these treatments. And I feel like our use of orthobiologics continues to increase. And it's nice to have this kind of information to either uh, cite or refer them to so we can sort of confidently apply what seems to be the most appropriate technique for a particular case. Thank you, Melissa. Philippe, do you have anything else to add or to, to end this podcast uh, regarding the summit and, uh, and regenerative medicine? I think it was a pretty um, <laughs> complete um, uh, format to, to get people to, I hope, be excited about following the summit now. I really think uh, this summit is original in many ways. First, because we, I think, provide uh, information of good quality with people who have uh, enormous uh, science behind them or enormous experience using the, the products we are talking about uh, through um, uh, practitioners and uh, university academic people. 
the names of the people talking, I guess, uh, should create the envy to follow these summits. And uh, hopefully we can get a lot of uh, people attending. It's for the benefit of, our, uh, of the sport. It's for the benefit of a better medicine. And it's uh, for the benefit of a better practice for all of us. Thank you both for, uh, for joining me in this podcast. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to meeting listeners in our summit. We will start the 11th of October and you can find everything on our website. Thank you both for this nice conversation. We'll probably meet you at the summit as well. Bye-bye. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Yup. At Oculus Insights, we care a lot about animals, but we also care about the health of the veterinary profession. Our goal is to support veterinary businesses around the world by helping you clear your path to success.